You're listening to the Nutrition by Lex podcast with Alexis Roberts, a dietetic graduate student and soon-to-be registered dietitian. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Nutrition by Lex podcast. I have to say I'm so excited to record this episode, not only because because I'm bringing on a new guest and talking about something that's really important in today's day, which we'll get to in a second. I'm actually recording this little segment before I bring her on because I have a new microphone. If you cannot tell, it sounds so much better, and I'm obsessing over it. I've recorded little snippets and listened to myself talk for quite some time now since I got it yesterday in the mail, and I'm obsessed, and I'm probably going to obsess over it for the next few episodes so just warning but anywho moving on um i just wanted to bring on like a little notice if you guys have not heard already i have come out with my very first ebook it's called abs by lex it's linked to my bio um i'm gonna link it so you can just click on it and go straight to it it has calorie calculations macronutrient calculations 25 recipes 25 breakfast or five breakfast five lunch five dinner five snacks and five desserts um they're so good i like and they're all gluten-free, vegetarian. Um, not all of them are vegan, but most of them are vegan. And then they also have 10 of my favorite ab workouts as well as 10 of my favorite tips that help you get those abs that you've been dreaming of. I am also now taking clients. I'm only taking a limited number of clients and I think about 50% of my spots are filled up. I would love to talk to you guys. So create a f- or make a free consultation. It's going to be linked in my bio. That just gives you the chance to kind of talk to me for... 30 minutes ish and we can figure out if we would be a good fit working together because i'd love to help you reach your health goals and then as well as i would love it if you guys could leave a review on this show i understand that a lot of times you're just like okay yeah i'll just click the five stars and be on my way but i would love it if you guys could take an extra minute and actually write a short little snippet about why you love the show and why you continue to listen to the show just so new listeners coming on can get a feel of what I offer you guys and how the show impacts you personally so that they would be more interested in listening as well. Thank you so much for all the support so far though and I will get into the episode with my amazing guest. Hi guys, welcome back. I am here with Courtney Rushing and we're going to be talking all things about the COVID-19 pandemic and the nutritional importance of immunity and everything like that when it comes to staying safe and healthy during these times. Before we dive into our topic, I'm going to give Courtney a little bit of time to just kind of introduce herself to you guys and let you guys know who she is, what she does, and everything like that. So Courtney, take it over. All right. Well, hello. Thank you for having me on, number one. Of course. I'm super excited to film this. Um, But yeah, my name is Courtney Rushing. I'm 28 years old. I run a food blog and have my own business as an online nutrition coach, helping people better understand macronutrients, micronutrients, and their role in their overall health. Um, I'm currently pursuing a master's degree in clinical nutrition. I'll graduate in December, and then I will continue on to become a registered dietitian. I spend most of my days right now working on my thesis, which is phytochemical and supplementation consumption among young adults in the U.S. So kind of right in the realm of what we're talking about, the function of food, basically, and how it can help us. Um, But that's what I just love more than anything. Uh, Outside of any type of food or anything to do with food, I like to do uh, TV competitions. (laughs) So that's how I first got started with, like, food blogging is I was on live with Kelly and Michael back in like 2015, right after undergrad. And I did um, a grilling competition and I placed second. So 
I don't know, I've just always had this big love for food, nutrition, knowledge, helping people learn how to create healthy recipes um, that they'll want to continue to make and uh, that can aid in their health. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. You've like have so much underneath your belt. I feel like we're just going to get so much information in this one episode. So I'm really excited <laughs> to dive into this topic with you. I'm excited too. Hey, if you can learn one thing from me, <laughs> it's a success. <laughs> oh, I'm sure we definitely will learn at least one thing. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay. So first I think we should just kind of cover like what is COVID-19? I know everyone listening has at least heard of it unless you're living under a rock somewhere in the middle of an island. It's just huge pandemic going on right now, right? But like what exactly is COVID-19 and like where does it come from? <laughs> exactly. So um, there was that one celebrity who was it like Jared Leto who like came back oh. from some like, trip in the mountains and had no idea what was going on. <laughs> right. That and then I also heard that something about the whole Big Brother show like they were recording during the time of it happening and then whenever the show ended they all came out and were like wait what like what's happening <laughs> what's happening oh my god that would be such like a mind-boggling situation it really would um but yeah so coronavirus disease or COVID-19 it's an infectious disease uh caused by the newly discovered coronavirus um so most likely most people experience mild to moderate respiratory illness um and sometimes it requires treatment sometimes it doesn't um but it's really gonna it depends on how it affects everyone. So uh, older people and those with underlying medical problems like cardiovascular disease, diabetes, chronic respiratory <laughs> disease, and cancer are more likely to develop serious illness from this. Um, but you know, just even being overweight, you're kind of more at risk for this um, virus. So I think it's really important right now for us to discuss nutrition and you know, its role in this virus. Right, exactly. And I even want to bring up um, like people with immunosuppressant diseases like MS, lupus, cancer, diabetes, CVD, like there's so many different other immunosuppressant diseases that people have that don't realize that they're at much higher risk. I know a lot of people, doctors are reaching out to them saying like, oh, you need to be super safe, social distance, staying as much as possible and stuff. I don't think people are taking it as seriously as they should be, especially ones with those diseases. Um, and so these, the, in those senses, being more cautious of your immune, immune system and eating the correct foods for your body, it's even more important. Um, it's important for everyone, but even for people that are immunosuppressive because they are at much higher risk for this disease. Exactly. And, you know, people in their family need to be aware of that um, because, because it is so transmissible from person to person uh, that you just have to take in consideration everyone. You know, this isn't just about yourself, really. This is about your neighbor um, and love thy neighbor, right? So you need to take care of everyone. Exactly. Going into like how we can lower the risk and what we should be doing and how we can help keep people around us safe and stuff. Um, there's obviously the things that we've been seeing on the news and stuff like the masks, hand washing, social distancing, avoid touching your eyes, face, nose, mouth, and everything like that. But we're going to dive more deep into more of the nutritional aspect of it because this is a nutrition podcast. <laughs> so we're going to talk about supplements, vitamins, foods that have those vitamins. Um, I, you guys listening know I'm a huge fan of eating the rainbow and micronutrients and all of that kind of stuff. And so we're going to dive into which ones would help with your immune system in the long run dealing with COVID-19. 
Exactly. And I mean, you just said it best, eat the rainbow. Um, I cannot stress enough the importance of eating a varied nutrient dense diet. Um, so, you know, a majority of the population that's at high risk right now could easily lower their risk by maintaining a healthy weight, eating that nutrient dense diet, getting um, adequate physical, physical activity, um, and just, you know, really putting their health first and making it a family effort instead of just a single-minded thing, you know, get people involved, really work together uh, to better yourself and your overall health. Um, because right now there's no cure. There's no cure. There's no vaccine. Um, we're just waiting. And I think the, the biggest thing that the population has got to understand is I can't, we can't tell you uh, loading up on vitamin C is 100% going to make this go away because it's not. We haven't tested it yet. We have to test everything. And you and I know more than anybody right now, um, we're in an evidence-based field. So we want the clinical trials done. We want them to last a year. We want to be sure that we're doing absolutely everything right and uh, checking all the variables that we need to check to ensure that we're doing the right thing and giving people the right thing. So I'd rather, I'd much rather us take longer to find out a cure, to find a vaccine, to find out something that's going to help be preventative and treat this um, than giving us something really quick and thinking, oh, okay, quicker is not always better. No, 100%. Yeah, we need, we need the data and the results and actual physical evidence that it's going to work in the long run. We don't want to rush through anything and it end up not working for 60% of the population or something like that. We want to make sure we get it right. Um, and that might take longer and it might be more frustrating to a lot of people and stuff. But like I always say, with everything in life, good things take time. <laughs> so they, they really do. They take time. Weight loss and even like figuring out vaccinations, like everything. Good things take time. <laughs> recipe development. Hey, we're food bunkers. Like there a good go. recipe is going to take time to make, time to bake, time to rebake. Like, oh, yeah, you got to, you got to figure it down, figure it out and get it down to a T of perfection. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So going into specific, specific supplementations and stuff, I know we want to focus on eating a whole foods diet. First, let's just kind of touch on what is a supplement. Cause I know so many people think they have an idea of what it is. Um, but there's so many different kinds of supplements and where to get them. And it's hard to figure out which ones you should be getting and which ones you shouldn't be getting, which ones are going to benefit you the most, which ones are packed full of fillers. And it just depends on which one, which place you're getting it from and the product of it itself. So what would you say is your personal opinion on supplements? Do we need them? Which ones, where to get them from? Great question. Okay. Yeah. So as we saw in every grocery store, kind of toilet paper, hand sanitizer, and immune supplements, <laughs> that's what everyone grabbed. That's what was out of stock any and everywhere. Um, but let's first kind of go into what is a supplement. Um, dietary supplements include ingredients such as vitamins, minerals, herbs, botanicals, amino acids, um, and enzymes. So they're marketed in the forms of tablets, capsules, soft gels, uh, gel caps, powders, liquids. Uh, you've seen gummy vitamins, things that look like candy or you know a vitamin. They're it's still a supplement even though it's in the shape of Flintstone or whoever you know whatever oh, yeah. they make. Um, <laughs> I used to love Winston vitamins. <laughs> oh, yeah, me too. I was like, I woke up like wanting one. <laughs> exactly, like ready for it. Um, 
So the first thing that I think you and I obviously agree on here is food first, supplement second. For sure. I'm thinking about making this my Instagram like handle, <laughs> food first, supplement second. No, that's good. Um, I love that. <laughs> it's kind of catchy, right? It is. <laughs> But I want people to understand um, that yes, whole foods are great, but supplements should be second to that. Uh, so, you know, you can take all the supplements that you want, but if you're not eating the right things, if you're not doing the exercise, it doesn't matter. It's not going to play a role. Um, you can't just eat a lot of Twinkies and take some vitamins D, E, A, and K and some vitamin C and some elderberry and think, hey, I'm good. Because no, not really. <laughs> um, but let's kind of think about the things that people might not think about when they think about a supplement, um, such as like price differences. So anytime you go into a vitamin shop or a GNC or even like down a Walmart aisle, um, you'll see, you'll pick up one brand of vitamin C and you see that it's marketed for $5.99 and you're like, okay, I can do that. And then you pick up another brand and it's $29.99 and you're like, what on earth? Yeah, this is like, for God. What like, makes this one so much more expensive than this one? Is this one better? Like, then you get all exactly. confused. <laughs> exactly. So then you kind of like freak out and you're like, oh gosh, okay, well, I'm just going to get the cheap one because yeah, it's cheaper and it's got to work. They all do the same thing. But not really. <laughs> There's yep. a lot that comes in that price tag. Um, but first, let's just kind of talk about overall, FDA does not approve supplements. So I don't think a lot of people realize that the Food and Drug Administration <laughs> does not approve supplements. But that's because supplements are are not considered drugs. Um, they're not put through the same strict safety and effect as effectiveness requirements that drugs are. Um, and then keep, a, keep in mind efficacy um, and then effectiveness. So efficacy is going to be defined as like the performance of an intervention under ideal controlled circumstances. So those clinical trials where every single variable is being accounted for, whereas effectiveness is going to be how effective it is for you and me in the real world right now. So that's what we want. And that's kind of what you're looking for in any type of vitamin and any type of supplement you supplement you want it to be effective um and then you're looking at label claims and uh who who sets the regulations for that well that's the dietary supplement health and education act dshea um, they set safety labeling requirements for all the supplements um, and anytime you see a health claim, it has to be approved by the FDA. Um, so that's why you see on every single little pill bottle that you have, these claims have not been evaluate, evaluated by the FDA right. because it's very, very costly. Um, so the manufacturer of the vitamin is responsible for the claims to not be misleading um, and they have to be truthful. And then the Federal Trade Commission, the FTC, has the responsibility of regulating those claims and making sure uh, that they are truthful. So basically, it's really, I don't want to say it's easy to put out a supplement, but it kind of is um, compared to a lot of things. And only until somebody has a serious problem or repercussion from taking that dietary supplement the manufacturer then reports it to the FDA as like an adverse event. The FDA can then take the dietary supplement off the market if it's found to be unsafe or if the claims on the products are false and misleading. So that's why all these new supplements that just come out out of the middle of nowhere that your favorite influencer starts marketing, 
you have no idea. That's been out for a month and you're going to start taking it when there's not even enough, enough time for people to really test it, get behind it. I mean, do you really want to be that person that ends up suing them and getting that's the FDA scary. involved? Yeah, it's that's scary. scary. Yeah, so and I want it, to point out that these supplements that you're talking about, it's not just like vitamin C, vitamin D, magnesium and things like that. It's proteins. It's growth yeah. hormone stuff. It's all of the like pre-workout, like everything that you see like in a GNC store pretty much. Like nothing, exactly. it, nothing's regulated by the FDA. It's not just the vitamins. It's like pretty much a whole GNC store. <laughs> Absolutely. Protein powders, especially um, right. pre-workouts, just like you said, all these, the BCAAs, everything that all these um, the fitness people, everyone that are taking, trying to better their health when really they don't know what's behind that brand, what's behind that company, what's behind that label. Um, and so I want to stress the importance of, you know, looking for things on the label such as, okay, well, NSF, um, which is safe for sport. So basically NSF approval, if it has that on the front of it, you're going to see it because it costs money to have that. Right. That's basically ensuring that there's no banned substances in that, um, um, supplement. Uh, that's also making sure that they're checking claims, they're checking traceability. Uh, so say something in the supplement did go wrong, they can trace back where they got it from, say it came from a place in Europe. Uh, they're having that looked at and they can easily figure out what went wrong um, with the supplement. And then cleaning procedures in between supplements. So think about a company that does a, a does a lot of different vitamins. Say they do a pre-workout, they do a vitamin C, they do a protein powder. Well, they're all working in one facility, but in between those batches, you've got to have these rigorous, rigorous cleaning. Um, so NSF checks for that. And you know, you want to get something NSF safe for sport, or you want to get um, CGMP, which is good manufacturing practices. And those are required in order to conform to the guidelines recommended by agencies. Um, to basically to control the authorization um, and sale of the food and beverages, pharmaceutical products, dietary supplements, and medical um, devices. So other things that you can look for on there are third-party testing. You want to see that it's being tested by somebody other than just the manufacturer. Um, and then also informed choice. Those are all things that you can kind of look at on right on a bottle and kind of see. And there are a lot of websites that kind of make it a little bit easier. I know that NSF, if you go to info.nsf.org, you can type in the name of the supplement that you're looking for and you can find out if it's safe, if it's certified, um, everything. And then there's another one called uh, labdoor.com. And that one's even better because it gives you a ranking like A plus, A minus, right. uh, B plus. And it has everything from dark chocolate to protein powder to BCAAs to vitamin C to magnesium to zinc. I mean, that website's just incredible. Obviously not everything is on there. Not every brand is on there yet. Uh, but the ones that are, you can, you can trust that they're really looking into those supplements and making sure uh, that they're doing all the things that they're supposed to be doing um, and that their claims are verified and that it's a valid supplement and that, you know, it's going to be a good one and that you're paying, well, you know, where your money is going basically with that. Um, exactly. 
And there, there are other things to consider when you're looking at sub supplements in general, like the bioavailability, um, how well it's even able to be absorbed, uh, and how the nutrient interacts in your body and how your body uses it. Um, and lots of things can affect that, such as health conditions affecting the absorption of fats, food processing and preparation, the source of the vitamin, like we talked about, um, and then overall gut health, because- Again, gut health health is so key right now. And I think a lot of people, you know, really need to be looking at how their gut is functioning because you're not going to absorb anything if your gut's not functioning properly. Uh, So I think that's a whole nother podcast. That's a whole nother podcast. Oh yeah, for sure. Because so many people don't realize how directly connected your gut health is to your brain and so many other like diseases and everything that happens in your body, it all comes back to like your gut. And I could totally, we, we could like do another podcast episode on that because that's a whole another hour in itself. It (laughs) really is. Yeah. I'm so glad you mentioned those websites though earlier. Um, I'll make sure to link those in the show notes. So you guys listening can just go click on those and you won't have to like worry about searching for it. But I'm glad you mentioned that because that's such a good resource for everyone listening to be able to go and double check what they're getting and making sure that they're getting the right thing. Exactly. And I, I want to say even that NSF has an app um, where you can go into the store and you can scan the back of the vitamin or the supplement. Awesome. Yeah, immediately scan it, um, see what comes up, see what it says. And I mean, how easy is that? It just makes it so much easier. Um, but yeah, everyone definitely needs to save those websites and just kind of check in um, on all of those. But So how can we be uh, smart supplement shoppers? Basically, so summing that all up, you want to search. When you're searching for a supplement on the internet, you really don't want to use Google here. All right. You want to use (laughs) USDA, FDA, NIH, um, rather than, oh, what's hot on Instagram right now? That's like using (laughs) Wikipedia for a research paper. Uh, Yeah, please stop using that. (laughs) Um, and keep in mind, if a claim sounds too good to be true, it probably, it probably is. is. <laughs> yeah, um, it probably be mindful of product claims such as it works better than this, or it's totally safe, has no side effects. That's just not true. Um, beware, like uh, the term natural doesn't always mean safe. Or organic. Exactly. Lots yeah. of things in nature are natural, but they're not safe. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> There's a lot of poisonous stuff out there. <laughs> yeah, a lot of poisonous stuff. Uh, so always, you know, you can ask a healthcare provider if the supplement that you're considering would be beneficial. Um, and then keep in mind, you can have a nutrient analysis done to kind of see what you're lacking. Okay. Um, and then and instead of just immediately saying, okay, well, I'm lacking uh, vitamin D, so I'm going to go buy this vitamin D. Uh, vitamin D was probably a bad <laughs> example because so many people are lacking that. But you know, know. think of ways that you can get it with food or vitamin D specifically being outside. Um, but to try to, again, food first, supplement second. Definitely. So speaking of food first and um what, where we can get certain vitamins from in each food, I think we should dive into each specific vitamin that we've come up with that could help with our immune system specifically due to the COVID-19 pandemic and kind of go into um, which supplements you have used yourself or like what you think is like properly adequate for this that you've done like your research on and stuff. And then also like whole foods that can help get you those vitamins. So exactly. which one do you want to start with? Do you want to start with vitamin C? 
since that's like yeah. the main um, immuno, in, immune system vitamin? Yeah, let's definitely start with vitamin C. Okay, sure. I feel like that's just the one that like most people are like automatically like, drink orange juice if you're going to get sick. And it's like... Exactly. Um, it's definitely probably one of the most common for immune health. Um, and that's for good reason, because there is a lot of evidence. Um, studies have shown that vitamin C supplementation may shorten the duration of the common cold or lessen the severity of that cold. Now, keep in mind what we just said. We said the common cold. We're not <laughs> saying COVID because those tests are being done right now. We do not have, we don't have that paper. So again, this is with the common cold, but yeah, you know, high doses of vitamin C have been uh, found good, uh, but keep in mind too much can act as a pro-oxidant, uh, which is a substance that promotes free radicals. So the last thing that you want to do is go get some mega dose and then just be chewing all the vitamins <laughs> as fast as you can. Um, so let's see, the RDA for vitamin C is going to be 75 milligrams for women, 90 milligrams for men. Um, too much can cause nausea, diarrhea, stomach cramps. Uh, good plant food sources um, are going to be like peppers, citrus, papaya, broccoli, cabbage, berries, which is my favorite. Um, I, I try to make sure I have berries in my diet every single day um, because number mm, one, it's tasty. It is nature's candy. Oh, um, is. Exactly. That's berries, I love to have in my um, diet every day. Um, and bell peppers. I love just like chopped up bell peppers with hummus. Me personally, I'm actually allergic to oranges, which I don't know. I don't know anyone else that's allergic to oranges, but I am. And it's been like that since I was young. I don't know. It's just like so weird. So I'm not like able to do like the oranges or orange juice or anything like that, but all other citrus fruits seem to be fine for me. So I, I can do pomegranate. I can do like lemons and stuff but I just can't do oranges. I don't know why. Um, but <laughs> bell peppers are actually a lot higher in vitamin C than oranges. So I'm okay with that. I get all my vitamin C in with like bell pepper. Um, I also want to make a point that vitamin C is um, very sensitive to heat and light. Exactly. So yeah. When you heat up, like if you like saute your bell peppers or anything like that, the vitamin C level in it is going to go down. And then also when you have orange juice, that's like in a clear plastic um, bottle, like jug. There you go. That's what I was thinking of. When you have it in a clear plastic jug, like in your fridge, the vitamin C levels in it are going down each day. So what I like to recommend to people is the cans, like the single serving cans of vitamin C, because one, there's no light getting into it. And then two, once you open it up, it's not getting exposed to anything else. And it's, you're just finishing that single serving in that one time so that their vitamin C levels are staying as high as they possibly can. Cause I don't think exactly. a lot of people realize that like when you expose it to heat, light, air and stuff, the levels of the vitamin in the foods do go down and you're not going to yeah. be able to absorb it as much. Exactly. Um, super important. Um, and it, it plays lots of roles and outside of just immune function, it helps with collagen synthesis, antioxidant activity, um, all really good things that we want in our diet, you know, year round, not just during a pandemic. Um, so vitamin C, definitely something I would recommend people to have in their diet. Uh, this one I would recommend food first. Um, I definitely agree with that. It's easy enough to get an adequate amount of vitamin C in with a whole foods, colorful, healthy diet. Um, it's not necessary to have a vitamin C supplement unless you are someone who really does struggle with their diet and 
like my aunt, for example, she has to have a vitamin C supplement because she's the pickiest eater. She's, well, she's my great aunt. So she's a lot older. Can't teach a dog, like old dog new tricks. Um, and she just like, is so picky. So we make sure to keep her on a vitamin C supplement. Cause we know it's going to help her with like her, her brain function, her immunity, like everything. Um, but unless that's the case for you and you're willing to have a healthy whole foods, colorful diet, it's not necessary for you. I would agree. I really would. Um, unless you, unless you are someone who's sick right now and you're looking to, you know, uh, right. less the severity of that cold or anything, um, right. and things down. Yeah. Maybe you're just not eating. Uh, you don't have the appetite to stomach anything. Then I'd recommend maybe, okay, let's look into a supplement right now while you're sick. And then when you're not sick, uh, let's go ahead and start making some smoothies and packing our oatmeal with berries and, um, right. making sure we're drinking that OJ. Um, yeah. eating those exactly. Exactly. So while we're on the topic of vitamin C, I think it's a good time to bring up zinc because they go hand in hand, right? So taking zinc when you also have vitamin C, they help with absorption for each other. So they like kind of are best friends. They work together very well, right? <laughs> it's like PB and J. They just, they exactly. want to be next to each other. Um, you know, vitamin C also helps the absorption of iron. So right. if you're taking an iron supplement, um, you take it with some vitamin C. But yeah, vitamin C and zinc, big game players here for the common cold again, uh, both proven to reduce symptoms and to help recover faster uh, in the common cold. Um, so, right. you know, I again, recommend that for when you're, it's an, it's a good measure to have when you have the common cold. Right. And zinc as well as vitamin C is in a ton of different food groups that you can get on a daily basis in your diet. Things like self shellfish. I know oysters are like so high in zinc yeah. and then legumes, beans, um, even dark chocolate, dark chocolate has zinc. <laughs> and, <laughs> do what? Giving me another reason to eat dark chocolate. I'm for it. You don't really need a reason. You just do whatever. But like, hey, you need one. There you go. <laughs> but also seeds and nuts, they're high in zinc as well. So these are all things that you could very easily incorporate into your diet, even as like small snacks, like for seeds and nuts, like trail mix type stuff. They're so exactly. easy to just throw in like for a small snack throughout the day and you're getting some zinc in as well as when you're having like your smoothie in the morning or anything like that. So you're getting the zinc and vitamin C together. Exactly. I'm a big fan. Um, in the mornings, I'll, I'll do oatmeal or cream of rice with a bit of protein powder, some berries, and I do chia seeds, pepitas, uh, which are pumpkin seeds. Right. Um, just really loading it up with as much nutritional, functional foods as I can. Right. I love that. Okay, so do you have anything else that you would like to let the listeners know about vitamin C and zinc since we were just kind of grouping those two together? I think we covered a lot on it. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that those are pretty good ones. All right, awesome. So the next one I have written down is vitamin D. And I know we should probably touch on this one just a little bit because I think like 80% of the U.S. population or something like that is vitamin D deficient. And I know like I probably am. I take a vitamin D supplement, especially right now during this time. Um, that's a personal preference for me because one, I'm stuck in this office working a lot. I'm not getting as much outside time. Um, in the summer, it's normally easier because like you go to the beach and you go outside with friends and stuff. But right now during this time, we can't really do all that. As a, yeah, we can't, 
we can't do as much activity as we're used to. So this is a huge vitamin that a lot of us are probably really deficient in right now that I think we should really touch on and recommend. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 100%. I do take a vitamin D3 um, and I recommend almost every single person to. Uh, they've put out numerous studies right now. Uh, there was one on football players living in Florida, practicing in the heat for two hours a day, uh, and they were all deficient in vitamin D. Because, uh, I mean, think about it. Number one, when you go outside, most of the time, if you're, at a, if you're outside, you've got clothes on. You're covering up a most part of your skin, um, unless you're at the beach, but then you put sunscreen all over you. So, you know, you're only absorbing certain amounts. And I think, I don't think a lot of people think, uh, think about you have decreased ability for the skin to synthesize vitamin D as you get older. So let's think about the older population that's already at high risk for this. Well, they already have a decreased ability to absorb vitamin D. So this is a really big issue here. And, you know, if, if you take one thing away right now from this podcast, I would say go get a vitamin D, D3. Oh, um, yeah, I would sure. recommend it to everyone. It's not going to hurt taking it. Um, exactly. Even if, like, you may not know if you are deficient or if you are. Um, it's very easy to figure out, by the way. You could simply order a test online and ship in, like, uh, I think it's like I did a little fingerprint sample and it was just like one little blood test and I came back and I was deficient just like most people are. So that's when I started taking one, but it's, um, I would definitely recommend it to everyone too. And being deficient in vitamin C is also associated with having a higher incident of acute respiratory infections. And we're dealing with COVID-19. <laughs> right now. I mean, everything is pointing in the right direction to exactly. take vitamin D. Um, and keep in mind, it's a fat soluble vitamin. So right. let's go ahead and break that little that down right now. Fat soluble means it has to be absorbed with a fat um, mm -hmm. to be used in the body. So if you're waking up you're not going to eat breakfast, but hey, you take all your vitamins in the morning. Don't forget that vitamin D, but you're not eating any fat with it or taking um, any type of thing with it. You're not going to absorb it well. Uh, so that's really important. You want to shoot for about 10 grams of fat within a meal and take your vitamins with that because number one, I don't take vitamins on empty stomachs anyway because yeah it makes you feel queasy nobody yeah. wants to do that so take it with a really big meal make sure you got lots of healthy fats in there and those you know fats can come from olive oil from chia seeds from peanut butter from whatever you want um Auto, and then, toast and eggs and stuff like ugh. how easy is that yeah it's so perfect. simple exactly and you know people buy the fortified vitamin d milk but then it's fat free and i'm like uh <laughs> i'm like wait are you eating eggs with it like you gotta have a fat with that milk so stop buying fat free milk <laughs> unless right. you're gonna eat it with a meal that has fat in it um, yeah i'm gonna put it like yeah. a smoothie with some peanut butter and stuff too exactly um but yeah there's uh, so fish Fish is a super good source of vitamin D. Um, if we just want to talk food for a second, uh, salmon, herring, catfish, uh, and then you have the fortified milk, cereals, orange juice, and margarines. But again, keep in mind, you got to have that fat source with it. Um, but yeah, I still, regardless of all the food that you can eat of it, I still definitely recommend uh, a supplement for it. Um, and then using the NSF or, or uh, 
what was it, labdoor.com to really find really good vitamin D3. Uh, Also, I do want to mention that people with dark skin, they don't absorb vitamin D as well either. So they have a decreased absorption rate. So again, make sure you're taking vitamin D3. Um, But yeah. Right. Yeah. I love that you mentioned the fortified milk and fortified cereal as well. Um, I just want to touch on that for just a second, because if you have fortified cereal and fortified milk and stuff, that is specifically fortified to have the vitamins and minerals that you need throughout the day. So if you're having that in your like every morning for breakfast or something like that, you're getting a good source of the vitamins that you need on a daily basis already. And with that, um, is it adequate? Are you eating enough of it? I'm not sure. It's going to vary on the person. Um, but that is a good source as well. And it's kind of an easy go-to for people because they know that it's got majority of it. Again, read your nutrition labels, read the ingredients and stuff to make sure you're getting um, proper nutrition. But that is a good source that's kind of easier for people to um, know that they're getting it and not have to be specific with all these different types of foods. Like we need to focus on the rainbow and stuff like that. But having those options are not a bad thing to have. Absolutely. Yeah, completely agree with you. Right. Awesome. So the next one that I have on my list is the elderberry. I know this has kind of been like a new one in the past few years um, is like the whole elderberry gummies, elderberry um, pills that you take. And it's just supposed to be like antioxidant and it's vital for boosting immune system. And it's also been, um, I think there's been some research that says it reduces stress and inflammation and stuff. Uh, So what is your opinion on elderberry? (laughs) Elderberry, you know, it is newer for sure to hit the market. Um, I mean, I'm sure it's been out there on the market, but I just kind of feel like it exploded um, maybe like a year or so ago because even I looked into it and I was like, oh, what's this everyone's talking about? But yeah, lots of really good phytochemicals in there that are going to help again with the common cold and help to reduce symptoms or the duration of the cold. Um, and, and it, that's going to vary from person to person again. So, you know, some colds might only last three days, some might last seven days for others, but it could just make it last six. So uh, again, something that you'd want to supplement with when you're sick. Um, I don't think, you know, you need to be taking elderberry every day by any means. Uh, but what, what are your thoughts on it? No, I definitely agree. I would make the same suggestion of like what we said with vitamin C. If you're sick and you feel like you're not getting enough um, adequate nutrition with like immune, immune, um, support, couldn't think of the word immune support, definitely maybe a supplement for it. Like we said, check the websites, check and make sure you're getting a proper supplementation for it. Um, but it's definitely not necessary. I wouldn't recommend it. Like we recommend vitamin D. I would recommend it very much like vitamin C, um, temporary uses of it pretty much. Yeah. I really, I want to look into the stress that you mentioned with it. I haven't yeah. seen that. So that'll be I an interesting. It's supposed to have like a calming effect. Um, so I'm not hundred percent sure, but I've seen that it's supposed to lessen stress and then like reduce inflammation too. Uh, I don't, I don't know too much research about it, <laughs> but I have seen, I've seen a little bit of that, but it's oh, definitely known cool. for boosting and antioxidants for like the most, most use for it. Exactly. Yeah. Very good thing to have. Yeah. And then the last one I have on my list, you might have some more on your list. I'm not sure, um, is magnesium. So I had on mine. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I love magnesium. Um, it can help with so many different things. Um, it can reduce the, um, 
progression of the virus or it's been it's been researched and it's been studying currently still ongoing that by taking magnesium if you do um, get COVID it could help lessen the progression of it and could uh, kind of subside some of the symptoms that you get from it uh, obviously it's going to vary on the person it's going to vary on how like when you got it how long you've had it for and stuff like that but I have seen that that could help with it um, and it's not going to hurt to take magnesium a lot of people are low in it I think the recommendation for it is like around 400 milligrams for men and like 310, 320-ish for women. Um, but there are a ton of like food sources that you can get magnesium from. So I wouldn't necessarily say you need to take a supplement. Um, what is your opinion on the supplementation for magnesium versus the food sources? Gosh, uh, I, so I've just begun to supplement with it, and and I did it for sleep actually. I was going to um, say I had really bad restless legs, and I actually started uh, taking it for restless legs a while ago. Yeah, yeah. So magnesium is also really known to be helpful in repairing damaged DNA, um, and it's really good for hormonal health for women um, who are have PMS issues or anything like that. Magnesium's really going to help, and you can. What's so interesting is you can take an Epsom salt bath and absorb the magnesium through that. You can um, take it from a, a supplement or such, or you can get it from foods um, such as green leafy vegetables, spinach, legumes, nuts, seeds, whole grains. Uh, but yeah, so I've started taking it for sleep because keep in mind, sleep is a whole nother podcast, I feel like, uh, that you can talk on. Uh, but if you're not sleeping right, you're not letting your body perform uh, optimally. Your immune system is really going to suffer from that. So magnesium really helps with calming yourself down, letting you sleep throughout the night. If you find that you wake up a lot, um, maybe you go to the bathroom and come back to bed, you can't get back to sleep. Magnesium is going to help with that, actually. Um, I Like I said, I've taken it for one week, and I've already seen I'm, I'm sleeping a bit better. Um, it it helps with reducing that stress and helps uh, act as an antioxidant, uh, again, to repair DNA, do anything like that, but it's really, really good. Um, I would recommend it. Uh, I don't know if I'd recommend a high, high supplement of it. I'd recommend maybe a low dose, right. starting out really small, seeing how it affects you. Uh, but yeah, for sure. No, I definitely don't disagree with that because even if you're taking like a low, um, low milligram supplementation for it, you're still getting some from foods. Like um, peanut oil or pumpkin seeds, avocado, uh, dark chocolate again. So there's another excuse to eat dark chocolate, uh, like black beans, whole grains, potatoes, uh, like with the skin, those are all really good sources of magnesium. Um, I definitely do recommend it for like athletes and like weight trainers and stuff. For me personally, I found that cause I'm, or even runners, runners is really good too. Cause I love doing long distance running. And then I also will weight train like a couple of days throughout the week. And whenever I really work out my legs and stuff and they're sore, like I said, I've been through the worst restless leg syndromes, like to the point where like, I'm up just like beating my legs at night, like trying to get like walking around the room and stuff. And I have found that taking magnesium helps so much. Like it's literally a life changer because I mean, I wasn't sleeping at all because of my restless legs because it was keeping okay. me up. And yep. so it helps with the pain in my legs, one. And then two, it just comes along with like, okay, I can sleep now because I'm not having all these like other distractions of like my body being like move, like you've got to get up and move. Um, so I definitely would recommend it for any athlete, runner, 
um, anyone that's doing any strenuous like physical activity because it can help with that. And then also, like you said, anyone that's like having trouble sleeping because it, it helps so much. It, it really does. Um, and I had a study saved to read um, and it was about magnesium in athletes and how beneficial it was. And I didn't get, get, get to it in time, but oh, yeah. I am going to do that. And I, I just find nope. that so interesting. Right. It can definitely help. Um, it, the study you're talking about, it probably is going into like muscle recovery and stuff too. <laughs> um, cause that's a part of restless legs. It's like, cause when you work out and stuff, we all know this, it's like kind of going on a small little tangent, but like your muscles are being torn and like your fibers are being torn and stuff. And so it's got to rebuild back up point of rest days. We'll talk about another episode, <laughs> but magnesium has been known to help with that. So I think that's, I think it's not a bad one to take. I, I would definitely recommend it to people. It's kind of like vitamin D. Um, vitamin D is more um, necessary, I would say. I would recommend it more, um, but magnesium is right behind it. Yep, for sure. Awesome. Well, is there anything else that we need to touch on? Did you have another supplement or anything like that on your list? I didn't have another one. Um, uh, I guess the only other thing that I'm really going to touch on is, you know, if you're vegan, you, oh, yeah. there's a whole other realm of uh, vitamins and supplements that you should be taking, but B12 definitely needs to be one. Right. Um, even I was pescatarian for about, gosh, 16 years. And I, I always took a B12. Right. Because it's a, so, oh, are you? Yeah. I, oh, yeah. Yep. So I take a B12 and B vitamins and stuff. Um, I also try to make a point to have like spirulina in my protein shakes that I make or like uh, any type of like seaweed, like little chip thingies, like any seed plant stuff um, that that helps with B vitamins and stuff because it's really hard to get B vitamins that doesn't come from a animal, animal source. I do eat like dairy, eggs and everything like that. So I do get a little bit of it, but not as much as if I were to eat meat. Um, so yes, I definitely agree with that. If you're vegan or even vegetarian, B vitamins are very important. Um, I would maybe like ask your nutritionist or doctor about it. Um, you can always get those levels tested as well, just like you can with the vitamin D. You can go and get them tested to see kind of like where you're at. And if, you, if you're too low, um, then you would maybe want to take a supplement. If you're finding that you're being able to keep it in an adequate range with your diet, then that's great. Um, but I definitely would suggest looking into that if you are on one of those uh, lifestyles. Completely agree. Awesome. Okay. Well, I think that was all we had for all of the supplements and stuff um, for just immune system and everything that has to be going on with COVID right now. And especially right now with what's going on and with COVID and everything, we're starting to go back to schools and some things are opening up and everything. So we want to be very cautious about all of this and make sure you're taking care of your body, getting in enough physical activity, um, like going on walks, even if you're not like wanting to do a full workout, like getting some fresh air, sunlight, like mental health, even <laughs> keeping exactly. up with it, journaling, like we said, getting enough sleep. Everything is going to help with your immune system because when you are in like if you are stuck inside the house, like I know so many of us has just gotten like funks because we're stuck yeah. inside. We haven't been able to go and do our normal schedules and live our normal lives because this crazy pandemic. And so a lot of our mental health have been like kind of down the drain, which can affect our immune system so much. And exactly. 
Yeah. So they're like tied hand in hand. So just make sure you're taking care of yourself. And that was the whole point of us wanting to discuss this because not only are we in the middle of it right now and like trying to slowly come out of it. Um, we don't know when we're fully going to be out of it because of there's still no vaccination. They're working on it. We'll get there eventually, hopefully, but coming out of it and even like taking care of yourself after it too. It's so important to make sure that you are just taking care of yourself and focusing on your health and nutrition and physical activity in order to like stay healthy and keep your immune system up so that you are able to fight off anything if you do come into contact with it. Yeah, I completely agree with everything that you said. Um, you, you know, it's kind of almost sad that it's taken this pandemic for people to really evaluate their health yeah. and the effect that their diet might be having on them. Uh, but my biggest stress is that this shouldn't be a single-minded uh, time frame action, but rather a lifelong development of healthy eating pattern um, to ensure that we're getting those micronutrients in and we're meeting all those recommended um, amounts that we need to be eating uh, to ensure overall health, not just for this time while there's a pandemic. Um, and as far as mental health, I just want to reach out to anybody who feels, you know, stressed or run down or that they're not worthy right now, that God made you and he created you and you have a purpose. Everyone has a purpose. You have one body and, you know, the greatest thing you can do is take care of that body, take care of your health, take care of your mind, take care of those around you, take care of your neighbor um, and just, you know, have compassion in your heart and think about, you know, overall things. How, what can you do today that's going to make tomorrow better? Um, that's always kind of the biggest thing I want to stress is even if it's just one thing, if it's just going on one five minute walk, it's better than not going on one walk. Exactly. If it's picking up one orange at the grocery store, it's better than not, you know, picking up another something. Uh, exactly. Something's always better than nothing. And you know, I think uh, coming as a food blogger and, and nutrient variety, we preach it, you know, I can't express how fun it is to go into the grocery store each week and say, okay, I'm not going to get what I got last week. Let's change it up. Let's get yeah. something completely different to ensure that I'm getting lots of those really good, healthy uh, vitamins and minerals that we need. So make it a game. Um, have Take your kids to the grocery, well, don't take them to the grocery store, but have them make right a list. <laughs> Later. <laughs> Not right now, uh, but have them make a list and say, hey, write anything on this list, any type of veggie or fruit that you want to try and let's try it this week, you know, um, right. just kind of make it fun and, you know, create happiness and awareness and uh, everything within your diet and your physical lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. And I like the fact that you mentioned like going to the grocery store and picking out different stuff. Like this could be as simple as if last week when you went to the grocery store, you got all orange bell peppers and all red apples ne this next week maybe be like okay i'm gonna get green apples and red bell peppers like exactly. colors because even though there's still the same food there's different there's different the phytonutrients and everything in it it's so different um and you're gonna end up getting a more variety of those vitamins and minerals that you need to flourish and so that's exactly. a great point to say like colors are everything and if you if you look at your plates and you're like oh my gosh i'm eating a ton of white food let's add some color in like my, my goal when it comes to like making meals and stuff, I like to look at my plate and see at least three different colors. And exactly. if I have at least three different colors, I'm like, okay, I'm good. I'm getting in a bunch of different vitamins and and minerals and nutrients and everything that I need. And I feel like, okay, that's a good, that's a good well-rounded plate. Carbs, proteins, fats, three different colors. Boom. 
<laughs> Easy as that. Just make it colorful, make it good. Um, a great time to, you know, go to different grocery stores. If you're always going to the same thing that always has the same items, switch it up, you know, go, go to a Publix, go to a Kroger, go to a Walmart, go to a farmer's market. Even go right farmer's markets. Most of them are outside. So it's exactly. safer and like being able to social distance. Like for me personally, we love the farmer's market in our, my hometown and we go all the time and it's just, it's more fun than going to a grocery store in my opinion. It really is. It really is. My grandmother is a farmer and she, she still has a little farm and she grows so many fruits and vegetables, but I'm telling you, I've got about 50 bags of frozen blueberries from her blueberry bushes. Yeah. Um, my grandma does the same thing with her blueberries. We have like, so, like our freezers packed and that's like my main go, like smoothie go-to. Like my skin oh, yeah. is glowing <laughs> with all the antioxidants. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I love that. But yeah, those are awesome tips. Like change up the grocery stores, figure out different farmer's markets you can go to, even different restaurants if you're ordering takeout and stuff. Change it up. Just change everything up um, and eat a variety. Like we said, just a huge variety of different foods. Well, I think we have covered it all. We, we went really good into detail about all of this. Um, if you guys have any questions about any of this, feel free to reach out to us. Um, you know, you follow me at nutrition by Lex Courtney, if you want to plug yourself and kind of tell them where to reach you, um, where to like get in contact with you, follow you, everything like that. So they can know, and I'll list it in the show notes as well. So they can just click on it and go straight to it as well. Perfect. Yeah, you can reach me at Instagram. Uh, my Instagram handle is rushing to the kitchen. Uh, my last name is rushing, so it kind of <laughs> it kind of fits. I'm always trying to get to the kitchen so I can cook for me or cook for somebody else because I just really enjoy it. Uh, okay. My website is also www.rushingtothekitchen.com. Super easy. You can find me there. I do not have a podcast or TikTok. I think you're pretty famous on TikTok. Oh my gosh, I need to make a TikTok. I love it. It consumes my time. <laughs> My thesis consumes my time right now. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, no, I relatable. That's that's a problem. I could probably have mine done if I didn't have TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay, well, just before we close for like to end everything, I like to ask everyone that I bring on the podcast three questions um, that just kind of like are fun, get to know you a little bit more. So the first one is, what is your favorite food? Of course. Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> I feel I, like everyone always gets stumped. They're like, wait, I have to pick one. <laughs> I love so many things. Uh, oh gosh. I guess, well, I'm going to say chocolate chip cookie dough, no matter what. Oh, That's like my favorite thing, no matter what. But if it has to be like, if it has to serve all the purposes, fit all the macronutrients, probably going to be a sushi roll. Um, so, you know, I've got a really good rice. I've got avocado for fat. I've got some salmon or tuna for some protein. Uh, love Perfect. sushi. Perfect. And it's normally really colorful. So there we go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Much better than the cookie dough. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got to have it every once in a while. There's nothing wrong with that. All right. The second question is, what is your favorite form of exercise? Oh, definitely strength training. Um, if you would have asked me a year ago, I would have said running. Um, I had a running streak for almost four years. Uh, my sister's still going. We love to run, uh, but I really developed a love for strength training um, and just getting in the gym and having fun, lifting weights and, you know, kind of being the only girl over on that side of the weight room. It's just fun. Yeah. It's exciting. It so many benefits from it. Um, oh, women, yeah. I can tell you, get in that weight room. Don't, don't hesitate. Just do it. Take the next step. 
feel like exactly. it takes so long for people to get there, but it really is. Do. For sure. Right. And the last question is what keeps you motivated to live the lifestyle you do and do what you do? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, what keeps me motivated? Uh, I guess all my life I've kind of, this is going to get deep, but <laughs> all of my life I've kind of searched for what's my purpose. Mm -hmm. um, what am I supposed to do? Who am I supposed to serve? Um, because that's what Jesus did. He served. So how can I serve others? And I really feel like that's what keeps me motivated to keep going, to keep pushing, to keep studying, to keep uh promoting nutrition to, again, like I said in this beginning, if I can teach you one thing, hey, great, I did a good job. If I can show you one thing, hey, great, I did a good job. If I can make you think outside the box a little bit and implement any type of way to be healthier, to be happier, um, to be more positive, compassionate, then hey, I did a good job. So I just, I wanna really find my purpose in life and uh, find my calling. And I think that's why I'm, I'm always searching for, I'm always trying to one up what I did. So no, I love that. I love that so much. It's like, if you can have an impact on one person and what you're doing, like it's, it's totally worth it. And it's just like, pushes you to almost be like, okay, I got that one person. It's like, can I motivate someone else now? Like, let's see, let's, and it's like, it's, it's amazing to just see that. And then also just like getting able to being able to do things like this and like talk to you guys for, for me personally, like. I love getting to talk to people that I've been following on Instagram and stuff for so long. It's like, wow. Okay. I'm actually like getting to meet them now and like build a relationship and a friendship off of this versus just like a like and a comment on Instagram. You know, it's so different. It's so much more personal and just, it, it's just more meaningful when somebody yeah, reaches sure. out. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for reaching out to me to do oh, this. podcast. This is my first podcast. We did great. I love it. We, yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> it was but, so fun. Oh, thank you. Yeah, of course. Um, so I think that's all that we have for today. And just, I want to thank you so much for coming on and tackling this topic with me because it can be pretty a factual and like heavy loaded topic to discuss and explain to people. So thank you so much for doing it with me. I really appreciate it. No, thank you. I loved it. Of course. And I will talk to you guys next Wednesday. Thank you so much for listening. I love you all and appreciate your support so much. I'll be uploading a new episode every Wednesday, so make sure you subscribe and share with your friends. Follow my Instagram and TikTok at Nutrition by Lex for more information and health inspiration.